Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. And a happy Friday to you and yours. July 15th, the year 2022. Last two hours for us before we hit off to the weekend. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're having fun. Uh, Boy, brought back some memories today. I took my daughter, who's going to be a senior in high school. She wanted a tour of LSU. She's been on campus a million times, done a million things there, but she wanted to tour. So we signed up, took a tour today. Boy, have things changed on that campus. But what a great, I mean, I'm telling you, kids grow up way, way, way too fast. It was exciting, but it was all so sad at the same time. But we had a great time. It's a, it's a great university. Anyway, um, off we go with my main man, James Mesh, who has been um, producing, as he always does, in an extraordinarily fine fashion. He's in the studio, the game studios, which are on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on 1041 in the lovely village of Lake Charles. We're streaming around the world at 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And you'd be amazed how many people tune in that way and listen to this. It's kind of humbling, to be quite honest with you. And if you happen to be in the Acadiana area, Uh, You can turn your TV on because we are simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. All right. uh, Not to piggyback on the two-minute drill, but yes, the LSU's got a boom, another commitment now, very important commitment because it's of a position of need, and that's Paul Mubenga, a 6'4", 280-pounder out of Buford, Georgia. Uh, He is the first offensive lineman in LSU's 2023 class uh, and the 10th player to commit this month. It's the hottest streak of recruiting that I can remember in a long, long time. He's only played football for two years, which has a lot to do with why he is ranked as just a three-star. But um, he's got uh, size. He's got versatility. He grew up playing soccer. Who is the best soccer player turned different sport athlete? Well, that's... uh, Akeem the Dream Olajuwon was a soccer player. Then he picked up a basketball, and that's all she wrote. Anyway, Paul Mubenga is the latest to commit to LSU. Now, this 2023 recruiting class contains 16 commitments and is ranked 7th in the nation by 247 Sports, 8th in the nation by OnFree.com. The Tigers hope to add another three or four offensive linemen in this class, um, and two of them within the confines 
confines of the boot, uh, Louisiana's own Zalance Heard of Neville and Tyree Adams of St. Aug. So good for them. We hope they they stick around and uh, make things happen. Absolutely. Um, meanwhile, baseball news. And, and uh, just take this with a grain of salt, but it's kind of exciting. Baseball America announced its way too early 2023 top 25. Huh. Tennessee's number one. LSU's number two. Now, it's, it's, it's premature and it's just foolish to put too much stock in these preseason polls because the Major League Draft begins on Sunday. And LSU has got multiple, multiple players. Uh, you know, Jacob Berry's going. He's predicted to go in the top five of the draft. Uh, but there's some other high round picks that LSU has as commitments. For instance, Justin Crawford, the center fielder from Bishop Gordon High School in Nevada. Um, he's a first round pick. He ain't coming to LSU. So you can kiss that baby goodbye. Uh, there's some other ones as well. Uh, that are very, very highly regarded. And it's going to be a tough decision for them whether they uh, go or whether they stay. Um, Tucker Toman, third baseman from Hammond High School in South Carolina, is an LSU commit. Uh, he's projected to go in the top 25 of the first round. So first round pick, the money is just way, way too good. It's just not going to happen. So those two certainly uh, will be off the board. What about Robbie Snelling, the left-handed pitcher from McQueen, Nevada High School? He's projected in the first round as well. Um, so the left-hander, that's three recruits from LSU that in all likelihood um, will not be coming to Tigertown. You never know. You just never, ever know. But a lot of this money is slotted. Then you go to second-round opportunities, and there's there's some more Tigers in the fray there as well. As I keep scrolling and looking and looking, um, I'm trying to see. Okay, um, uh, well, Kate Doty is going to go. He's going to be a second-round pick at the worst. Um, you've got Jake. Mizzi a right-handed pitcher from Crowder Junior College in Missouri, another LSU commit. He's expected to go in the second round. So in all likelihood, that's just not going to happen. Now you've got some, some other players who are possibilities. Jaden Newt, right-handed pitcher, is an LSU commit. Chase Shores is a right-handed pitcher. And Brady Neal is a catcher. Um, these are all high school players that, according to ESPN, MLB.com, Perfect Game, all fit in the top 80 picks on talent. So they have decisions to make. So we will see um, as the MLB draft gets underway uh, this weekend. The Pelicans take on the L.A. Lakers in summer league action tonight. Uh, we'll talk with Rafe Rattler to start off our number two. He is in Vegas you know, if the Pels win, they have a chance to to win the championship of the Summer League. Not that that means a whole heck of a lot, but why not? Why not? You just never know. You just never know. Um, so stay tuned uh, for that. Deshaun Watson, 30 women 
have settled with the Houston Texans over claims related to Deshaun Watson. Um, this according to the woman's attorney, Tony Busby. The Texans just got this thing out of the way. Remember, they were all suing Houston for um, for kind of enabling his behavior while he was a member of that team. Well, those lawsuits are now settled as are, uh, you know, the other 29 who had not filed suit against the Texans. Uh, but there are still uh, four pending, uh, which are still active and are on course for trial next year, unless they agree to settle out of court. Just a absolute train wreck and a, uh, a disaster. So glad that the New Orleans Saints uh, kicked the tires, but said, mm, no, nah, not interested. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Um, and those are kind of your headlines. Uh, oh, I know the, the PGA. I mean, the, the open championship. What am I doing? Um, what a day it's been. Tiger Woods uh, misses the cut. After finishing the second round of the Open Championship at three over par, it was an emotional time as they took the walk over the bridge and uh, people on the, the outside the ropes giving him a standing ovation, the cheers, the applause. And it, it'll be a minimum of five years before that, um, uh, you know, the Open comes back to St. Andrews. So could be the last opportunity could be the last opportunity but right now um cameron smith is your leader um at 13 under par he shot an eight under par today so he is the leader at the halfway mark cameron young is at 11 under par dustin johnson shot a five under par today and he is at nine under par still on the course rory mcelroy threw 15 holes he's three under for the day nine under for the tournament so we've got some some big time names scotty scheffler shot a four under he is at eight under par for the tournament adam scott had a best seven under par today he was even after 18 and now is seven under par uh after 36 so we'll keep an eye on that but right now the big story is tiger woods misses the cut and uh that's it for him at the open from saint Andrews. All right, let me tell you our guest list today. Uh, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, will tell us the very latest in recruiting for LSU, including the offensive lineman. Is this going to start a crescendo of offensive linemen? Uh, so we'll see. Larry Holder will join us. We'll talk all things New Orleans Saints, NFL, who knows what else. Rafe Rattler, we'll talk about the NBA Summer League in Vegas. He is there. The Pels play the Lakers tonight. George Faust from KLFY, all things Raging Cage and the Acadiana area. George Becknell will join me, and we'll talk a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to SEC Media Days and the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. It's got its bats packed and headed to Atlanta for SEC Media Days start, uh, starting Monday. Tune in July 18th as both RP3 and company and Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from the College Football Hall of Fame for the games live from SEC Media Day coverage presented by Bordelon Furniture. Now, not only will RP3 and Matt be broadcasting live, but they'll also be, uh, will provide live updates every day on Footnotes and our show. Um, coming in 
starting Monday at 2.15. So kick off the 2022 season in Atlanta with the game. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. I will take our first time out of the day. Tigerbait.com's Mike Scarborough. Next, on the game. On the Jordy Helpert Show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are your home for the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. Jordy Holtenberg is known far and wide as the Blonde Bomber. For the perfectly feathered golden mane he rocked back in the day at LSU. Just let your soul the hair may not be as golden or as long, but Jordy is still making a name for himself. Back to more of the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Every time I hear that song, I think of um, the Endymion extravaganza when Maroon 5 was playing this this past February. They were phenomenal. <laughs> they were absolutely phenomenal. Welcome back, kiddos. It's 18 minutes after the hour on this Friday, uh, July 15th. We welcome in the boss of TigerBait.com. What a month it has been for LSU football recruiting uh, Mike Scarborough here to talk all about it. Hey, Michael, what's happening, buddy? Well, they've gone from uh, what uh, five commitments to uh, sixteen. It's, it's five been to uh, phenomenal. In my higher uh, LSU mathematical mind, that tells me eleven commits in this month, uh, from nine to sixteen. Um, that's that's pretty awesome. Tell me about Paul Mubenga, and that's a position of need, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I put him uh, down as a, uh, a a prediction to LSU on Monday, but I had no idea that it was happening yesterday. And uh, that that is a nice pickup because everybody's been wondering when was uh, Brad Davis going to get on the board with an offensive lineman because it is a need. Uh, I wasn't sure whether Mabinga would be first or Zaylin's Heard up at uh, Neville. Um, but you're talking about a kid uh, in Mabinga that can play anywhere on the offensive line. Um, you know, about 6'4", 285, 290 pounds. Um, I know a lot of people were kind of, you know, saying, well, he's a three-star. Well, uh, I look at his offer sheet, and when you watch his film, um, he, 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 I, I think he's a bit uh, underrated. Um, we'll see if he gets there, but um, they don't all have to be four and five stars to be uh, what you need, and, and as long as uh, – uh, Coach Davis has a good five or six offensive linemen uh, into the program, whether it's four from the high school ranks, one or two from the portal. Um, he's going to be on his way. So um, okay. He's going to get yeah, in the weight I, room. I, I, I like gonna... him a lot. You beat Michigan and Texas A&M and, 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 uh, and Arkansas and others for him. Um, okay. Sam Pittman at Arkansas certainly knows offensive linemen, and he wanted him bad. Okay, makes sense. Uh, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. He's going to get in the weight room. He'll put on a lot of pounds. Give me football IQ and give me the fact that, um, you know, he hasn't played football that long, so he's not worn out, but he played soccer. So that tells me got to have some pretty good feet. And footwork is so essential as an offensive lineman. I kind of like the combination. I'm watching him, uh, his highlight tape. He's running up and down the field. He's pulling. Uh, he's meeting receivers at the end of plays 40 yards down the field. He's the first offensive lineman down the field. Um, he can move. And so um, 
you know, there's been a few guys in the state of Louisiana where I'm wondering, you know, is there a guy that maybe they would offer? Uh, uh, and But when we see a guy like Mobinga, you're like, okay, um, I, I think he probably is better than his three-star ranking, and there's a reason why a lot of schools wanted him. And secondly, he's from the state of Georgia, and the state of Georgia has been very good to LSU. We talk about how great Louisiana town is. But the numbers and the quality of the high school football that's played in the state of Georgia, there are so many kids in that state that is part of the reason why for so long you, it just it made no sense why Georgia, it took them forever to get that that national championship uh, since 1980. But just because the state's so loaded and LSU's had success there, I remember. I remember mm-hmm. Kelvin Shepard and Perry Riley. Georgia didn't offer either one of those. They offered per- Perry Riley uh, when it was too late, um, and you know, look at the careers they had. So there's a lot of schools that have feasted on the state of Georgia and won a lot of football games with, with players from the Peach State. Uh, this LSU uh, report brought to you by Eon of Lafayette, the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device that specializes in, get this, permanent fat reduction treatments. And they're celebrating Christmas in July, Mike. Uh, you book any package this month of July and receive 10% off. All right, so you mentioned um, the... Defensive, uh, excuse me, offensive lineman up at uh, Neville. Uh, how does he compare to the freshman that could be a starting left tackle for LSU this year? I wouldn't have him as high as Will, but it's not like you go from Will to Emory Jones and then there's a big drop-off to Hurd. Um, when I saw him at camp, it was like, okay, you, you can lose uh, this guy and that guy, but that is the one you don't let get away. And um, he is absolutely the best offensive lineman in the state of Louisiana and can move another big kid. And and I think LSU is in great shape for him. So uh, I don't think he goes very long. So um, who's, Shelton, who's the better? Shelton Sampson's on the clock. You know, yeah. I, I, I was sitting there saying there's no way that they're going to get to because most years in the last decade or so, usually when LSU gets to Labor Day weekend, they're they're almost at nineteen twenty commitments. Well, sure enough, I, th- I think they're going to be there. I thought I, I, yeah. uh, a month ago I said the over and under on where they're at at the end of August is probably about thirteen or fourteen. Well, they're they're, I, they're blowing past that. I'm with you. Um... Mike, let me let me ask you though: know, all these commitments are great. And I love it. That's that's spectacular. Um, the question is, can you sign them? Can you keep them? And that, that's the big question mark, because you, you never know. Kids change their mind left and right. And I'm wondering, I saw where Alabama just got a commitment from another quarterback ranked in the top 100. They've got the kid from uh, Zachary and Eli Holstein. I'm just curious. I mean, I wonder what's going through his mind. I really think the quarterback that, Joe Sloan's going after his Ricky Collins at Woodlawn. But, it, you know, I, I I would love to have been a fly on the wall when uh, Nick Saban and, and so forth at Alabama were talking to Eli and his daddy about um, that they're going to take a second quarterback and, and, and what that meant. You know, a lot of people, a lot of, uh, I didn't understand why he, he uh, backed off the commitment to A&M. But, 
Um, we'll see. I, I think we'll see. It, it, it's. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see where LSU is going to be a factor there, just because of Walker Howard. Right. And uh, people can deny it all they want, but it, <laughs> he he didn't enroll for his ninth grade year at St. Thomas More because Walker had two years uh, of, of being the guy. Right. Walker Walker waited for his older brother to finish up before he became the guy. Um, so we'll see. I got you. I got you, Mike. Uh, I, 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 I want, but it, just back to your bigger question, though, was what do the, these commitments mean? Um, I, I just think the the, the coaching staff and uh, NIL partners um, they better be installing red phones at the end of November in the first two weeks of December because I I, I really think it's gonna gonna be off the chain as far as. You know, you you you're going to go to bed at night, and you think you got your commitment shored up, and then you're going to have two or three of them that are all of a sudden exactly uh, that you didn't think were a problem, and now they are just yeah, because I'm... people are people are getting desperate. Um, you know, and, and and depending on the fortunes of each school, one school gets hot late in the season, and and their alumni base that or business owners get excited and. You know, they fall in love with a kid that's on your commitment list, and some car dealers willing to uh, open up his checkbook and, and write some crazy amount. Uh, and next thing you know, that, that that one kid that you were never insecure about, you you are, and you're just letting me scrambling. Always you this belief. When it, you know, uh, uh, the night before signing day. Yeah, which has led me to this belief, and I, I still swear by this because I went through this as an athlete. I believe that there should be a rule in place. If you commit and you want to sign right away, sign right away. What the heck with this national signing day and all that garbage? Put it on the dotted line. You know what that does? That that means if the kid gets hurt, he's still got a scholarship to that school. And if both parties are in agreement, when once you commit, sign the papers, it's a done deal. And it does away with all this under the table, back, back channel, uh, paying for players, just does away with it. That's what they need to do, Mike. I like it. I, I, I would I would, be, I would be all for it. The, the the question is, can you get college coaches to 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 get the, their their uh, uh, representative to to vote yes? Well, that's the big key. But it just makes perfect I, I think, sense. I, to I think me. based on where we're at now, uh, I think it would probably pass overwhelmingly. But maybe I'm wrong, and I, and I'm not seeing the, the downside. Well, I, I, I don't think there is a downside. I really don't. I think it protects the player. The coaches wouldn't take the commitment if they didn't want them, and then it does away with all the, oh, you know what? You didn't have such a great uh, start to your season. Nah, we're going to back off, and we want this other guy. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense not to do it that way, but uh, no one will appreciate me until well past my time uh, when it comes to these type of things. Um, You mentioned Shelton Sampson, the big wide receiver out of Catholic High in Baton Rouge. Uh, what kind of horse race are we talking about here well i know a lot of people got nervous this week about alabama um i think lsu's been the school to beat for quite some time i, I just don't see that I, I think shelton stays home um and so he's one of the the two receivers that kai preen over at st james is the other one um, and then plus uh, what Coach Hankton's already gotten out of state and he's going to continue to recruit. So, 
Uh, All right, so the, 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 that position doesn't look like that one's uh, uh, going to be falling off anytime soon either. So what's the next position? Yeah, I, I'm sure you're still going to say offensive line is still a key need. What what after that is a is a position of need that this coaching staff needs to fulfill in the 2023 recruiting class? I think inside uh, defensive linemen and definitely defensive backs. Um, okay, you know. And are, are we going to be even, you know, depending on what we see this fall, uh, whether at corner, at safety, and, and how they're performing, and uh, are, are your main guys, your upperclassmen that are going to be done or close to done? Is there going to be any true freshmen or redshirt freshmen or sophomores? Uh, they're going to be the guys that you feel secure about, or are you going to see, uh, see another deal where um, – you're going to get your high school kids, but you're going to need even, uh, uh, immediate help again. So I, right. I still think you're not out of the woods uh, uh, with the defensive backfield. But uh, I think interior defensive linemen, uh, you know, this whole deal with Coach Kane, uh, he's got a lot of ends committed right now. But, you know, uh, where, where are your inside nose guard types uh, okay. for the future? you, you right. got Six. your Quellen Roy types and your, your Ojalaris and your Ali Gays committed. Of course, you got Quincy Wiggins coming up, and and, and Savion Jones, uh, looking to see what uh, move he makes after in year two. But um, I think interior run stuffing nose guard types. All right, Mike. Thank you. Sixteen commitments. The latest, Paul Mubenga, the offensive lineman from Buford, Georgia. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Thanks, buddy. Have a great weekend. You too, Jordy. Talk soon. Thanks. All right, you got it. Uh, you can score, you know, an Apple, a new Apple Watch. How? It's simple. You can just send a text message. We do it every day. Like, I'm getting text messages on my phone as we speak. Well, that's right. The game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, wants to hook you up with a new Apple Watch. All you have to do to win is join our brand new text club. So listen up. Simply text GAME, that's G-A-M-E, to 337-283-8100. That's GAME to 337-283-8100. Once you join, you'll be eligible to win an Apple Watch, plus... You'll have a ton of chances to score other great prizes like Astros tickets and more. It's the Game Text Club. Find out more at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. That LSU report brought to you by Eon of Lafayette. Look at it at 2020 Rue Promenade, Suite 2020 in Lafayette, right there at River Ranch. Eon is the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device that specializes in permanent fat reduction treatments. You exercise, you eat right. You can't get rid of those love handles. Eon can. And you're celebrating Christmas in July with Eon. So if you book any package in this month, get a 10% discount. Plus, they have easy, easy financing. Get it done now. Pay later. And this is the Jordy Helpert Show. We're on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. When we return, Larry Holder of The Athletic. Stay with us. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Yep. Yep. Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
Houston Astros, one of the hottest teams in baseball. You can see them live in person. The game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, wants to hook you up with our latest Astros weekend getaway. Houston takes on Seattle on Saturday, July 30th, and you can be there. Register in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to score four tickets, a tour of Minute Maid Park, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Astros weekend getaways powered by Butcher AC, Lay Meridian, Houston downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. I don't know what direction we're going, but we've got him. It's a Friday, and that means it's Larry Holder of The Athletic. It's his time, and we're thankful to have him. What's up, Larry? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I have to give you credit for picking the correct uh, Wimbledon uh, ladies champion. You uh, you went to, against the grain, and you won. So you uh, you, you picked the, the right one. I picked the wrong one. I got lucky. I, I just like the uh, – if it was on clay, I'd have gone the other way. But with the, the grass servers, give me that hard server, especially in the women's game. And that's why I went. You know, a squirrel gets a nut every now and then. But how good was Djokovic? Gee whiz. Man. Yeah, it's funny uh, because you always figure uh, that uh, – that Kyrgios can pull some shenaniganry, and of course he did. <laughs> but still, yeah. uh, it, it's something that uh, look, Djokovic has been there, done that a million times. Uh, and look, it's it, what's also wild to me. It's, I mean, look, this might be the last major he plays <laughs> until the French Open I next know. year because of the COVID uh, restrictions and such. And so uh, it's uh, it's pretty wild that that's going to be the case. But hey, it's a uh, uh, it, it just kind of is what it is. As uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like I hear "is what it is," and I think of Nick Saban when he was at LSU. It is what it is. I, uh, that's I feel like that's a, that's a, the coach speak I remember. Speaking of Nick Saban, I got a story I could tell you. I read this. Um, uh, let me see if I can find it and bring it back up again. Oh gosh, where is it? Oh, oh, here it is. How do you um, not have according... like a thousand Nick Saban stories? Well, Come here's on, one. But this is when I wasn't there. I, I've got plenty ah. I could tell you that I was there, but um, according to Channing Crowder, a former Florida linebacker, uh, he played for the Dolphins from 2005 to 2010. Crowder was an NFL rookie and Saban was his head coach. Now, you know about all these um, uh, rookie hazings and all that kind of stuff like Jamarcus Russell with the Raiders. He showed up to, uh, and he didn't perform for the team's rookie show where you have to sing like your alma mater. Instead, he brought a, a bag with, uh, according to this story, $5,300 for his teammates, and he made it rain cash from the stage. So good for you, Jamarcus. Uh, Crowder took a different approach to his rookie show. He brought strippers into the Dolphins facility and uh, one walked in there not wearing much and there's Nick Saban on a chair she went up to Nick Saban and started to move and and shake it and all that stuff Saban politely grabbed her hips moved her to the side and ran up the stairs ran away from her I want nothing you're not going to get anything on tape with me with something like that around me and that's Nick Saban how about that that's a good story. I don't know that one. I mean, Urban Meyer probably would have welcomed it, right? But uh, hey, it's uh, uh, <laughs> it's uh, that, that's uh, uh, that's uh, an interesting tale. Uh, uh, the, that's only, the other tale I've gotten uh, from Nick Saban's tenure uh, when the Dolphins is when uh, he basically just stepped over someone who was uh, heat stroking and convulsing, and uh, uh, it didn't go well. And that was that's from uh, former Saints fullback Keith Evans, who was. 
there, wow. been there and saw it. And it was, uh, there's a reason why, uh, Nick only lasted so long in the right. NFL and has never gone back. I, uh, I've got a gazillion stories for all the times that I spent with him, but the one that stands out to me that kind of sums him up, I'll never forget this. I don't know who they're playing, but I'm on the sidelines and I'm, I'm like two yards from him and we're beating the LSU's beating this team. Like it's like 35 to nothing and it's not even halftime yet. Okay, so Saban's what's he going to say? He's got nothing to say. He's he's walking around. He's got his arms folded and I I can see him thinking. And the next thing I know is he screams at the equipment manager, Greg Stringfellow said, Stringfellow, get over here. So Stringfellow runs over and I'm like, I'm dying to see what this is all about. He said, "Um, my left pant leg is longer than my right pant leg. You got to fix that at halftime. I don't want to look like anything but first class and i'm like what i couldn't believe it this poor greg string fellow is shaking in his shorts well it comes out to find out i asked i asked saban after the game i said dude what what were you doing why did you do that to that kid he goes you know i'm a i'm a much better coach when i'm angry and i didn't know what i was going to say to the team at halftime so i got myself ticked off on purpose so I could go and rant and rave in the locker room. Don't look at the scoreboard. It's 60 minutes. Blah, 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 blah. That sums him up. It's crazy. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, uh, again, I have no idea where your interview is going uh, with me, but uh, we're definitely going off the rails because I'm about to tell another wacko crazy story. Yeah, go ahead. I, um, what else are we going to yeah, talk about? Uh, what else we got? I, I, it, it was funny. Saints. It was my going away column uh, when Sean Payton left uh, at The Athletic. Okay. I, I wrote about the time that I made him throw up at uh, Veets uh, at the Senior Bowl in like 2009. I made him barf uh, off of uh, having some adult beverages, and so yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you got that kind of saving story, but I, I've got that one. He was. I don't he, have uh, that. So what happened? You just kept buying him drink after drink. I mean, he's got more money than you, you could ever spend. You had to buy the drinks for him. No, here's what happened. So I'm I'm just sitting there, you know, I'm just hanging out, and all of a sudden I, I just get a slap on the back, and it's Sean Payton and uh, Mickey Loomis and John Fox and Jerry Jones. Wow. Um, and I, I just said, oh, how are you doing? Uh, and the first thing that Sean Payton says to me, it's, it's hilarious, what do you think of my defensive coordinator hire? And he just hired Greg Williams. And he was all fired up. Uh, and having a good old time, and then all we're there, sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Larry, this is Jerry. Uh, oh, hey, hey, how you doing, Jerry? Uh, yeah, he made Jerry buy us around drinks, so that was good. And then all of a sudden, um, a few minutes later, Jay Glazer comes in and puts Sean in a headlock and like wrestles him to the ground, <laughs> and he, he's uh, basically cursing out Jay because he doesn't feel like being wrestled. And then all, he says, "All right, hey." Larry, why don't we go into the back? Let's play some pool. And I said, all right, cool. And I said, why don't we put a wager on it? And I said, all right, loser buys shots. And he says, okay, cool. Larry, you can break. So I break, and I sink four balls, and then I don't touch the table. Sean ran the table on me. Ooh. And I said, man, you just hustled me. He said, yes, I did. Now go get us our shots. So I went up to the bartender. I got uh, like a, a – a Southern comfort and lime, like a little, uh, you know, uh, a menial shot. And I, I told right. the bartender, make the worst shot you can imagine. 
all good and notorious. And so John's just, he, he keeps needling me. Where's my shot? I'm like, they're, they're making it. Chill out. And as soon as it hit his lips, he started, he almost barfed on the bar top. He like <laughs> gagged, ran to the bathroom, and he was he was incognito uh, for the second day of senior bowl practice. And then the third day of senior bowl practice, I go and slap him on the back. I was like, what's up, Sean? He's like, man, he, you know, he's just cursing me, uh, all this stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, – that, but that was my going away column at The Athletic uh, when His, Sean uh, stepped down from the scene. That is awesome. That is great. You are <laughs> devious, Larry Holder of The Athletic. My goodness <laughs> gracious. Uh, speaking of Sean Payton, um, you know, you hear all the rumblings. You got the Chargers. You got the Cowboys. And you got the Dolphins. If I'm Sean Payton, I'm not going back into coaching. I'm going – to the best quarterback, and that's the guy out with the L.A. Chargers, personally. Uh, what, what what would the Saints command if he goes back into coaching next year? What do you think they would um, – what, what do you think they'd get in return? Because he's under contract for two more years. And I think you're right with the Chargers. I, mean, I feel like that would be a point to where he would want to go coach with Justin Herbert. They've made a bunch of moves, and uh, they – look, they should be in the mix certainly this year, uh, but – in the years to come, uh, trading for Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. I'm trying – I don't have it off the top of my head what, uh, what the Buccaneers traded for John Gruden. I, I know it was a, at least one first-round pick, maybe more. Okay. I feel like the Saints would certainly ask for that. And I, here's the thing, too. It's always the double-edged sword. When you're the coach and you're getting traded, okay, you want to go to a new spot. But you're also having to give up compensation to your previous team to get you. So right. uh, it's, uh, but uh, Sean certainly knows that. But I feel like it would at least be one first round pick and maybe more. But, but, I, but I, again, I'm with you in that the Chargers, less than the Cowboys, the Chargers, and that's in Los Angeles, Sean would certainly like to be. Here's the thing Sean would certainly like to, uh, one up the other Sean out there uh, in LA and become uh, the big time team. So I, I feel like that would be a good spot, but that also means that the Chargers have to not be good this coming year, yeah. and they'd have to fire yeah. uh, Brandon Staley. So I think that would be uh, uh, certainly uh, an interesting proposition for Sean. You ask my producer James Mesh delivers. He said uh, two first round picks, two second round picks, and eight million dollars for Gruden. Huh. Well, he well that's uh, it's, the price is probably going to be lower because Sean is not currently coaching. So I think that's yeah a thing. But still, yeah. uh, I think Sean knows that that would be a huge. It would be somewhere around there to have a huge price there uh, in terms of uh, the going rate. And that was the going rate back then. And you know, look the uh, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. There's no doubt about it. It was worth it. But still, it was uh, it, it's it's going to be a big time price uh, for uh, the Saints aren't just going to let him go away, and they right. they know that they have that in their back pocket. Wouldn't you go to L.A.? Wouldn't you want um, that Justin Herbert over those other quarterbacks? I think Justin Herbert. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. It would be. I know there's like the rumors that uh, Sean was maybe entertaining the dolphins and, and that, but that was also with Tom Brady, which is, but it's like the crazy backroom deal. It never happened. Uh, but when you look at 
any other scenario with a team that's maybe underperforming uh, that the Chargers, to me, would make a lot of sense. I know that uh, the Cowboys and, and Sean, they they were ready to go on a deal a, a couple of years ago. Sean went back to the Saints, and it was, it was fine. But still, it's I, I still don't understand how Sean and Jerry would work together. Like That's just me. I've, I've yeah. always wondered that. I get the connection. They are certainly friends, but when you are – uh, alphas like Jerry and Sean, right. how does that work? And so I've always yeah. been curious at how that relationship would work again when uh, Sean is, well, you know, Jerry's the GM, but Sean is very demanding, <laughs> yeah. as yeah. I'm sure yeah. Mickey Loomis can tell you. And so it's uh, it's always that tug of war, and Sean is always trying to win. And so who wins in that in, in right. some of those decisions, it's a it's definitely a, a dicey spot. And Sean Payton's going to ask for the world, and that is total control. Uh, I can't see I can't see that happening in Dallas. I just can't see it. Larry Holder, who got uh, Sean Payton um, sick and intoxicated on one quote shot, but, quote but Sean deserved sick. it for being a ringer. He was the Minnesota sl- Minnesota Fats of uh, of uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, you know, that, that's not fair. Yeah. Mobile, no, it, Alabama. It, it, to be I'm fair, it was Mobile, Alabama, but, yeah, exactly. As soon as I got hustled, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to hustle the hustler oh, here. Payback's a son of a gun. Yeah. yeah. Payback is a son of a gun. Um, all right. I, got, I mean, I, that was the most entertaining segment I've had with you in, in forever. That <laughs> I was didn't great. Expect to, I didn't expect we were going to be telling these crazy stories, but hey. hey I don't know they, if our audience uh, is like, and they're going, well, tell us more about the segment. There's nothing to tell. There's nothing to tell. And I, I'm yet. tired of talking about not Deshaun yet. Watson and how the Houston Texans paid off 30 women. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't care. I don't know. And there's nothing else going on. Well, we're in the the heart of the summer, uh, and it's yeah. in two weeks though. Uh, things get cranked up, so that's uh, the nature of the NFL beast. Man, you feel? I took my daughter on a tour of LSU. She wanted to go see the campus, so we signed up, did a tour about that. Places have changed. Larry, it was nine o'clock in the morning. It felt like a hundred and fifty degrees out there. It was blazing. I don't know how these football players do it. I don't know how they do it, but God bless them. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I'm wondering if you took her to, like, Bogies or Fred's. That's my uh, next question. Well, I offered afterwards, but uh, she said no. I had to go to work. So, uh, But, boy, that campus has changed. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy since you were there, since I was there. Oh, my gosh. It is crazy. But uh, good for good for the old war school, buddy. Uh, have a great weekend. Um, and uh, uh, hit them over the net and before the baseline, okay? There you go. All right. Good talking to you. I'll talk to you next You take care. Larry Holder of The Athletic. uh, Just having fun. Why not on a Friday? Why? That's a great story. That's a great story. Uh, Let's see. The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you'll have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou or a $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. But you can only score these great prizes by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. 
So go sign up today. All right, we're back to wrap up our number one next. The Jordy Helford Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. All right, we're back, uh, wrapping up our number one, still to come, our number two, Ray Fradler, live from Vegas, Pels, Lakers. Pels win. They, they got a chance to play for a summer league championship. Um, and, of course, the big story in the NBA, DeAndre Ayton, the Phoenix Suns matched their offer by the Indiana Pacers. What does that do to Kevin Durant? That was one of the teams he said, I'd like to go play for. That's probably out the window. George Faust will join us, talk all things Acadiana. George Becknell will join us, and we'll talk uh, who knows, who knows. Um, uh, we're brought to you uh, today and every day. Um, by people like Ducks, Ducks Cleaning America's Air from the Inside Out, by DC's Little Capital Exxon, everything you need under the sun, including a true soul food deli with the best cheeseburger you've ever eaten in your life. DC's Little Capital Exxon. Oh, it's fabulous. It's worth the trip. It's worth the trip. It really is. Um, uh, right there. Um but just before Bro Bridge, can't miss it. Uh, just look for the big state capital, the little state capital. That's what it is. DC's little capital, Exxon. All right, hour number two straight ahead. We're going to have a fun last hour of this work week for us. Uh, we're on the game, and this is the Jordy Helpert Show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We're your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. Hour number two on a Friday. Coming right back with you. Don't go anywhere. Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Hour number two of two and away we go if you missed anything from our number one we talked lsu football recruiting with mike scarborough and we talked some stories with larry holder of the athletic but we begin our number two with um a little nba talk as the new orleans pelicans after a opening game loss have gone on quite a roll and they've got another game against the la lakers and they got a chance to compete for a summer league championship if they win that one Rafe Rattler, co-host of the New Orleans Pelicans podcast at Pels. Excuse me. Oh, we got to get Rafe back in a minute. Okay, so Rafe is in Vegas. Uh, Two-hour time difference, right? Um, and uh, we're going to get him, and we're going to talk a little NBA talk and have some fun stuff uh, with that. So let's see. The schedule says that the Pels um, face a must-win today versus the Lakers to keep their title round hopes alive. How about that? Um, doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of life. But still, anytime you can compete for a title, you got a shot. So they got to beat the L.A. Lakers. And how fitting is that? Um, they will play tonight at uh, 10 o'clock our time versus the Lakers at the Thomas and Max Center. That's on uh, ESPN2. If you got nothing better to do and want to watch some hoops and find out who in the Sam Hill is um, this guy named Daquan Plowden. 
Um, so Ray Fradler of the uh, Pels podcast at Pels Pod in Vegas joins us. Man, I appreciate the time. You could be in there relaxing, pulling the slots or betting, doing that, what you want to do, but you're spending some time with us. Thank you, Rafe. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, it's it's not nice and spicy with the heat here uh, in here in Las <laughs> Vegas, but um, it's a great atmosphere. Uh, my brothers uh, that, that run the Pell Spot is with me. Uh, we're enjoying it and having a good time. Oh, that's awesome. So you play the Lakers tonight. Uh, if they win that one, they got a chance to still fight for a summer league championship. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's crazy how the Pelicans have gotten to this point. All right, you've got an injury in Dyson Daniels in the first yeah. quarter of, uh, of the first game, and then Trey Murphy's done and Najee's done and the injury, the unfortunate injury to EJ uh, Liddell, but still – uh, the Pelicans have shown something that they haven't been able to show in previous years, the, the depth uh, in their scouting department. And so they've been able to perform uh, even without some of the main names being there. And it's an exciting time for the team. I can imagine, uh, Rafe, there's a lot of GMs out there that are texting their scouts. Who is this Daquan Plowden that's playing for the <laughs> Pelicans? Uh, who is he? Where did he come from? He looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, he's uh, he's really impressed so far in a couple showings. He's able to sh- his ability to shoot the ball, uh, defend, but also attack and finish at the goal as well. Uh, it's unfortunate because uh, again, it, the Pelicans are, are in a very unique situation in that um, there aren't a lot of open roster spots uh, for right. this team. So his his likelihood of landing on the G League team may be low if he continues to perform well. Yeah. Um... You, got to, you know, got to bide your time. It's just, it's one of those rarities for uh, an NBA team in New Orleans where they've got a stacked deck and they've got depth and quality depth. So that, that's a great thing. Um, does this team stand pat or do you still think they're, they're trying to manipulate and, and maneuver and uh, move a couple of players? Yeah. Um, something that I've seen so far just from being around the team and, you know, witnessing them at, at summer league is, They've just got such a special bond. The entire roster was here at, at, at Summer League, and David Griffin alluded to last season uh, at the deadline not wanting to train their, trade their pieces, and this was before you know they had that, that playoff run. And so my, thing, my, my best guess is if there's something available or something to be done to improve the shooting toward the end of the bench, maybe, uh, and to also kind of create some cap space for a team that's going to need it uh, here in the next year or so, Maybe, but my, my, my thought process is I just don't see it happening. So Jackson Hayes and Devontae Graham may start the season with the Pels, but then you never know when trade deadlines come, correct? Uh, okay, I, I can hear James, so that means we're still okay as far as this is concerned. Uh, it, 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 there's thunderstorms all around me, so who knows? Um, you combine that with the heat in Vegas and all the bright lights and all the walls and all that, who knows what's going on? But, um, okay, we, we shall see. So, again, tonight, the Pels versus the Lakers. Uh, they opened up with a loss to the Trailblazer. I think they scored in the 60s. They couldn't throw it in the proverbial ocean. Then they bounced back with a win over the Hawks. Of course, in game one, they lose Dan. Daniel Dyson with an ankle uh, game two against the Hawks in a win. They lose EJ Liddell with a, 
uh, torn ACL. Uh, game three, they blow out the Wizards. They don't have uh, Trey Murphy the third or Najee Marshall or Jose Alvarado. None of the none of them are playing. You got a bunch of uh, guys that are, aren't, um, you know, going to be on the team. But they still played together. They played hard. They played defense. Uh, and now tonight you got uh, the Lakers, of which the Pels owe so much to. Thankfully, of the Anthony Davis trade, uh, and the Pels got a lot lot of uh, uh, weapons because of that. And, you know, there's one team out there that has the resources, has the trade equity, the draft equity uh, to still be involved in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, but that's the Pelicans. They do have what something that the Brooklyn Nets would be looking for, but they're not going to do that. And they're smart not to do that because um, stay with your youth, stay with your chemistry, stay with that. That's more than anything. Um, there's a reason why Kevin Durant hasn't won since he played for the Golden State Warriors, because the Golden State Warriors has a, has a system intact, has a way about doing things um, that that is second to none. They don't have that in Brooklyn. They didn't have that in Oklahoma City. Um, they didn't have any of that. And thus... Thus, there was no winning. Now, if you can have talented players, and and honestly, I would put the trio of Zion, CJ, and Brandon Ingram up against a lot of trios in this league. Would you rather have that trio of the Pels, or would you rather have uh, the Celtics trio? You know, I mean, Marcus Smart or CJ McCollum? You know, it's something to think about. So they're right up there. In other words, they're right up there. Um, So you have that. And then if you have the chemistry and the camaraderie, now you're talking something special, something very special. So I I agree with Rafe and and we're going to let Rafe go do what he's got to do because the signal is just it's too difficult. Uh, But we appreciate his time um, and uh, no problem. No worries. Uh, But. If you can have the talent and if you can have that college chemistry that this team appears to have because they are young, man, now you got something that you can go to bank to go to the bank with. You really can't because it's it is a long, long season. If you don't get along in that locker room, boy, it, it can disintegrate in a in a hurry in a hurry you better like one another you better want to play for one another you better you know you got to if you don't it's just not going to happen it's just not going to happen i don't care whatever level it is and that's the problem with the brooklyn nets it's too much i instead of we too much and they got great talent but it's not a great team and as my old coach used to say team t-e-a-m stands for together Everyone achieves more together. Everyone achieves more. But the key word is together, together. So if I'm the Pels, um, you know, if the money is right, you may have to move a Jackson Hayes who may want more playing time. And I certainly understand that. Um, Devontae Graham. Yeah. If you can get package those two and maybe a pick and get a, a a perimeter shooter that fits into your culture and 
fits into your style and your belief and your ways. Now we're talking business. And that's what I would do. I'd get rid of a pick. I'd get rid of Hayes, Devontae Graham, put it all together. Hey, give me that guy that's a that's a 40% three-point shooter. And I'm going to war now. I am. All right. So, again, uh, Pels, Lakers tonight, 10 p.m. our time, uh, and we shall see what happens. Okay. Um, sorry about that, Rafe. It, it, stuff happens. But, but the show – Always must go on. Um, and the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Uh, the bags are packed, and they're just getting ready to head to Atlanta for SEC Media Day. So they'll be heading out Sunday, heading to Atlanta, because starting Monday, tune in, July 18th, as both RP3 and company and Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from the College Football Hall of Fame for the game's live from SEC Media Day coverage presented by Bordelon Furniture. Now, not only will RP3 and Matt be broadcasting their shows live, but they'll be doing some double time. They'll prov- be providing live updates every day on footnotes and our show so kick off the 2022 season in atlanta with the game southwest louisiana's sports station um it's time for faust fridays with faust after this timeout, the jordy helper show on the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles we're your home for the lsu tigers we're your home for the houston astros and for next week we're your home for sec media days in southwest louisiana There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. What's happening, George Faust? How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, doing well. How about you? A nice uh, Friday afternoon and uh, just ready to ready to roll into the weekend. I am. I, I, I see the finish line. I'm like at uh, the start of the Mobile Bay Tunnel, and I can see that bright light far away <laughs> in the distance. And that bright light is my weekend, George. Uh, by the way, uh, have you gotten your uh, Ole Miss Hotty Toddy National Championship swag yet? So I, I actually, it's funny you ask that. I um, I have I'm wearing my shirt right now, and see I'm <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big believer in you got to get what they were wearing on the field, right? Okay. So it ha- it has to be. I, I I know there's like you know like Nike made a shirt, and it, it's you know it has the all that stuff is great, but it's got to for me, it's got to be the actual on field. Locker room gear, like I want, okay. I want the championship stuff, the ones that they were wearing. So I got, I, it came in this week. My shirt, I'm wearing it right now, actually, um, and uh, I have my hat. It's been delivered, <laughs> so I got, I got the hat and I got the shirt, and uh, we'll see what happens. So I, wait, you know, there's all kinds you- of cool things like flags and. You know, oh, I, oh, Lord, you're you know, going yeah. overboard. So does the shirt have the beer stain on it from the celebratory locker room extravaganza? <laughs> little, little champagne or something? You know, right, right. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. Faust, I'll, make, I'll, I'll make sure it happens. All right. Well, I bring that up because the Major League Baseball draft is starting up uh, first round on Sunday. Um, round two. 
Um, or let's see, rounds three through 10 on Monday and 11 through 20 on Tuesday. My God, who's going to watch that? But my question is, <laughs> are the Cajuns going to be affected by this? And I guess the biggest question is our good friend um, from Footnotes, Kevin Foote wrote an article in the Acadiana Advocate about Julian Brock, the sophomore catcher, and junior infielder, outfielder, utility man, Tyler Robertson. Do you think they are coveted? Do you think they will be uh, lured by the money of Major League Baseball, or do you expect both of them back playing for Matt Deggs next year? From my perspective, I think think Julian might, might get an opportunity uh, higher up, we'll see. I, I'm not exactly sure where he ranks, so, and, and it's all about you know the, the, how much money that team's willing to offer you, right? I mean, right. you don't want to make the bad, the wrong decision, uh, and, and they they pay you 150 thousand dollars signing bonus, but that's you got to remember you're going to play in the minors, right? So you got to make that 150 last probably five years at least, maybe right. more unless you're a superstar, right? So uh, I, I I actually think they're both coming back. I, I think there there's something special that's brewing. And uh, Tr, I know uh, he's a he's a special kind of player. He's got a he's got a uh, a carefree attitude. And when I talked to Coach Dex about what he brought to the team, I, I kind of got the sense that he he liked uh, playing for the Cajuns and, and and wanted to give it another go. But that's you know that's all relative to what happens in the draft. And, and I know it's funny because uh, yeah, I asked Deggs about Tyler and, and, and just the kind of style of play because I really think that guy, is, he, he's so clutch. He's yeah. been, he was clutch all year for the Cajuns. And, and so maybe a team decides, hey, we like guys like that. We want a guy who, who doesn't shy away from the moment, you know, 32 bottom of the ninth and I need a single to uh, drive in a run and win the game you know that, that's the kind of guy he is that, that I've seen and so um, yeah I'm hoping I, I'd like to see both of those guys back because I think it makes the Cajuns a better team and a more uh, dangerous team they're going to need to be uh, coming up in this new Sunbelt Conference with a, it's going to be baseball rich this Sunbelt yep. Conference Boy, I tell you what, to, Southern there, Miss coming in, yeah, Southern Miss coming in the fray makes it a really, really good, even better uh, baseball conference. Yeah. Football's right around the corner. Um, how significant that game opener, Southeastern Louisiana? Um, you know the Lions. I don't know what they're. They used to have a really good quarterback. I don't know what they have now, but man, you want to get out the gate in a hurry. You want to get out in the right way. Are, are, is that a is is that a critical game for for? Uh, Coach Dez, and are the Lions going to be any good this year, do you think? I, so, I, I think, you know, I mean, I, I know I, like they had, they've had success at Southeastern, right? I mean, they've done a yeah. great job of uh, resurging that program, and they, they've made it to the postseason. I think last year they, they even won a game or two uh, in, the, in the, the, the playoffs. And so, I, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a formidable test. With regards to hey, it's an in-state rival game. You don't want to lose to your uh, in-state op- opponents, and right. uh, I think for the Cajuns, uh, it's it's not as opposed tenure full time. I mean, he got to coach the bowl game. They won that. Thing. Where are you, George? You're going in and out. 
Where are you? you your cell reception is awful. What's going on here? How's this? Is this better? That's better. Were you Bluetoothing me or something? Some fancy thing? Now I can't hear him. Hang on. Uh, I don't want to fight in like this, this, George. Is this better? That's better. Yes. Yes. Let, okay. Forget yeah, about yeah. what I asked you. Let me ask you this question. Why All the right. Sam Hill? I, and I hate this in, about college football. Second to last game of the regular season, you got to go play Florida State in Tallahassee. I don't get that. You play Florida State in Tallahassee, first game, second game, something like that. You don't want to break up your conference schedule and have to go play a team like that. Who's who's scheduling these games? I don't get it. See, I, see, and 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 I have a, a little bit of a different look at that because you know How? if you played, if you if they if the Cajuns would have played Mississippi State a few years ago at the end of the year, they would have beat Mississippi State, um, and so that that was the year they opened up the season. They opened up the season at uh, the Superdome against Mississippi State. Right. And they lost that game barely, and right. so to me. It's a. It may be a a blessing to be able to play a team like that, where you know who you are, um, and you have a better opportunity to kind of show uh, your best against a team like Florida State, a team that's got you know uh, talent coming out of everywhere. And, and yeah. so I, I, I get it, though. I mean, you're breaking up your conference schedule. I understand your point, but uh, but I think I, I don't I don't know that it's such a bad thing because I I really believe I, I said it. When, when they lost to Mississippi State and they went through that year is under Billy Napier and they got to the end of the season and they were playing lights out. And I'm like, man, if they were to play Mississippi State right now, they'd have beat, beat, the, beat the tar out of them. So, um, <laughs> I, I, okay. I, 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 uh, no, they would have. And that game was closed. That game, uh, uh, I believe uh, you. Uh, UL, I believe UL you. had an opportunity. To, but that was that, that was the Cajuns' home they, away they, from home in the Superdome. This is in Tallahassee. Yeah. They got no shot, no shot. <laughs> None. Uh, well, I mean, how good is Florida State supposed to be? You I don't know, care. I don't care. That, it was. It was. It we'll was, find out. We'll, well, we'll they, find they out real early. Yeah, we'll find out real early. Game weren't. two for the Seminoles. Game one for the Tigers. Uh, George <laughs> Faust, KLFY. All right, tell me, you you follow the Cajuns. You're a fan. So tell me, what is the most attractive home game on the schedule? You've got Georgia Southern. You've got mm-hmm. Troy. You've got Arkansas State. You've got South Alabama. You've got Eastern Michigan and Southeastern Louisiana. If you got, if you could, had to go to one game, you could only go to one game. What's the one game you go to? For me, it'd probably be Arkansas State. I think that's okay. that's the rival game with gotcha. regards to the conference and how in the past it's meant a lot uh, with regards to uh, who who wins the Sun Belt West, and uh, that's that's been kind of their their kind of nemesis and foe. Um, the South Alabama game might be interesting. Uh, I, they're not they're not as as much of a rival, but uh, it, it seems to be a good game. But I, yeah, I, I, I'd have to say Arkansas State would be the, the the game that you circle if you have to go to one and you can only make one. Uh, make it that want, Arkansas State game. Yeah. I don't want to sound I don't want to sound arrogant, but. What's the last thing Rice has ever done in football? I know they got good baseball, but I, I, I forgot they even played football at Rice. No, I didn't. I, I didn't never think about it. Right? I mean, because there's so much going on in 
the city of Houston, right? So rice football, rice rice football doesn't uh, doesn't that <laughs> probably doesn't, doesn't even make the, at all. the ten o'clock news, man. <laughs> It doesn't resonate Nothing. at all. So that's game yeah. three. That's your first road trip. But the schedule after that, you got to go to Marshall. That ain't easy playing at the Thundering no. Herd. You got to go to Hattiesburg. That's going to be tough. Uh, you got to go to Florida State and you got to go to Texas State. So with all this being said, you got some, I think, some some very winnable games here. What, what's reasonable expectations now that Napier's gone? You got a new coaching staff. Levi Lewis is gone. You got a new quarterback. What what should the case? You know, it's hard when you cl- keep climbing, keep climbing, keep climbing. And you get to a certain plateau. It's hard to get your expectations back down uh, closer to base camp, if you know what I mean. So, what, sure. what what would you tell Cajun fans is reasonable to expect? I I honestly think seven eight wins. Okay, uh, I I think that that that's a that would be a uh, a good starting point. I you know you may. Because you know, look, even in Coach Napier's final year, some of those games came down to the very last moment. Oh, they did. Right? I mean, they did. So uh, they're 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 a couple of plays away from being a team that you know Napier's still the coach here. You know, <laughs> so right. Uh, it, it, it's it's amazing how how the balance you know flips on a couple of plays, right? So um, I, I I think seven wins, seven eight wins it would be. Would be considered, in my opinion, that would be phenomenal. I think that would be right. I think that would be a great starting point for Coach Desimo and his his uh, his staff, and to get his tenure out. I mean, I think if you win six, people are people are kind of getting a little nervous. Like, uh oh, you know, you win seven or eight. I think it's like, all right, first year, you know, new guy, new quarterback, you know, new coaching staff. Everybody's getting used to each other. All right, now yep. let's go win ten games in the second yeah. year. You know, yeah. so I think a seven eight is, is respectable and acceptable, and you, you're playing in a bowl game too. So there you go. And people ask me what LSU expectations. I said, look, if LSU gets to nine wins, Brian Kelly should be coach of the year. Um, that would be unbelievable. And they go, nine right. wins? We're LSU. I said, well, look who you play against. And look, which, look how many unknowns you've got. And all this stuff. So nine wins would be unbelievable. I think eight's probably, probably more doable uh, for LSU. So I, I, I'm on the same page with you on this one. What you, got to, what you got on the sports cast tonight? What's going on in Acadiana, right? now so you know it, it, you know this is the the downtime of sports Ooh. right in july yep. but we yep. have we do have uh some stuff going on we're we're lucky enough to have people that love baseball in this area and yep. and one of the one of the uh one of the groups that loves baseball is uh, the acadiana cane cutters and they yep. play the it's a texas collegiate league and and you know they have uh they're 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 doing well they won the first half and uh they're kind of in position to kind of position themselves to win, uh, to be playing deep in playoffs. And they've gotten uh, to the championship game the past few years, but they haven't been able to win it. So this no. season is, is, a, is, a, is a lot of – Bobby Lede is a, a kid who plays for UL. He's on the team. Uh, Abshire, uh, Matt Abshire, he's a, a kid from Rain, Louisiana, who, who's playing a, uh, he's a catcher for, for the, for the, for the uh, King Cutters. And uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of good college talent uh, good. in this league. It, 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 it be, you know, so that's that's kind of what's happening. I mean, they play tonight. 
they'll be at uh, Fabacher this evening at seven o'clock. So how do they, how do they uh, draw? Do they get do they get good crowd uh, support? It, it's de- it's decent. I mean, it's not uh, it's not five thousand, but uh, I, I'd say on a good night they have about six to seven. 800 people i mean it's okay. a it's not a it's not a huge ballpark either so right, um, right. but uh yeah it's it's it, they used to hold the 4a state high school baseball championships there back in the day but uh back in the day yeah it, it, it's 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 a good draw it's it's very family friendly i mean it's it's a if you if you look if you like baseball and you're, you're looking for something to do with your, your family it's it's definitely right the, yeah, uh, the place that's to be, great so uh, all right yeah. georgie um uh Peacock all you want, buddy. You're, you're a national champion winner. Peacock <laughs> all you want. Wear that swag. Wait for that hat to come and, and wear it proudly, big guy. So uh, congratulations Ooh. on that. And it's always fun talking with you, buddy. Thank you. Have a great uh, weekend, man. All right. You too, Jordy. Good to talk to you. Take care, bud. Yep. Tune in next week to Jordy Holdberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. July 15th, 1972, Lee Trevino beats Jack Nicholas by one stroke to become the first Open Championship winner to successfully defend his title in a decade. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, 37 minutes after the hour. It's that time of the day. It's that day of the week. You know what time it is. Time to bring in my good friend, George Becknell, for a little diss and a little dad. Bye, George. How are you? Jordan, I'm fantastic. How are you? It's like that Where's Waldo game. So where's George now? Jordan, I'm in in Baton Rouge, Jordan. I'm at home. I I got in last night, so it is cool. I'm I'm at home. Okay. I saw pictures. Where were you, in Atlanta or Houston, or where were you? I was in in Dallas. I had a a work conference uh, for about three days. Okay. It's all good, so. We'll see if I get to stay home in the next for the next month. All right, all right. Uh, Phoenix Suns matched the offer to DeAndre Ayton from what he received from the Indiana Pacers. Why did they go through all that garbage? Why didn't they just sign him in the first place? I don't, I don't understand it. But now uh, that puts a that's got to put a little wrinkle in the Kevin Durant situation. Oh, the, the Kevin Durant situation. It, it's funny because normally. Guys who get paid a lot of money help out other guys looking to get paid. Yeah. But the market value on Kevin Durant is going to be so ridiculously high that nobody's going to be able to afford to pay it, and nobody else has the assets to be able to go out and get Kevin Durant. So I think it, 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 pigeonholes, it pigeonholes him into staying in Brooklyn. What's funny is the only team that has the assets to go, the assets to go get him is the Golden State Warriors. And, and I, I don't think we want to see that soap opera again. So I, I think he stays in Brooklyn. The Pels have the assets too, but they ain't doing it. And I don't want them to. They, no, they shouldn't. I Could don't you, want them to. You're going to trade your future for like maybe two years of right. Kevin Durant? Yeah. No, no. no. All right. Let, let's have some fun. James Mesh, I want you in this as well. Okay. Um, all of us have played sports of, uh, at one point in time in our lives, maybe maybe to the high school level, maybe to the college level, whatever it may be. I want to hear your, um, your um, 
Luther Vandross, one shining moment. What was, and I'll start with James, what was your uh, most, what do you, what was your greatest athletic moment and achievement for you personally? James Mesh, take it and run. Most athletic, I know a couple of times when I played basketball for CSA, I would barely, like five feet beyond the half court line, I would just turn around after dribbling it out, getting a rebound maybe. I dribble it out, like go way outside the three-point line, turn around, just shoot it and just bank it in. I did that like three games in a row. It would be my only shot made, but at the time, because I was mainly a backup point guard because I was so short and small. But I did that three times in a row. So I'm like, see, I got distance. I'm just see? not consistent. See? <laughs> I'm just not That's consistent. awesome. From way downtown. Yeah, pretty James, much half court. I, I'd have to come up with a nickname for you for that one. I got to think about it for a little bit. Uh, but okay. Uh, George Becknell, you played a bunch of sports. What was your one shining moment? Well, uh, I think it's funny because I played more football. In other words, if you're going to brag on yourself to your kids one day, what are you going to tell them? So I said – I think it came in baseball. I was in a La La Bergera field in Donaldsonville, and uh, I got a fastball over the middle, and I, I hit a monster home run. I swear it went about 350 feet. <laughs> so uh, that that that's that that would be my uh, that would be my shining moment. I had a few good ones, but my favorite one is probably that home run. I, I knocked about 350 Ooh, feet. Did you flip the bat, and how slow did you go around the bases, or did you sprint oh, around them? No, 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 no. You, you, you do it slow. So, so, so I dropped the bat, took two hops, and and, and kind of hit the slowest trot I can hit. I took my time, kind of how Bear Bonds used to jog around the bases. <laughs> I hit a Bear Bond job. <laughs> There's one thing I, I I've been blessed, and I've I've had some some memorable moments, but one that stands out to me because I was like a sophomore in high school and we I'm from New Orleans. We came up to Baton Rouge and we played Catholic high and they had this hot shot guy on their team, supposedly as being recruited by a bunch of play. He was a senior and then very early in the game, uh, there's a loose ball and we all dive for it. And next thing I know is I've got saliva all over my face. The guy spit on me, the guy spit on me. And uh, he was trying to get pro to provoke me. And I'm, I don't fight. I'm not a fighter. So I'm, I, I was cocky. So I just down there on the ground, I said, dude, you just made the biggest mistake of your life. I'm not going to fight you, but I'm going to get 40 on you today. And uh, at the end of the day, I had 55 because he, aggra he oh. absolutely aggravated me. We had no three-point line, but I had 55. And after the game, he just looked at me and shook his head and put his head down. And I said, okay. That's that was awesome. Stuff. So anyway, that, that now, was that. Hey, before you go on, I yeah. can't let you off the hook. You what? know you got to tell a story since one of your finest athletic moments, you give the, the top three basketball player of all time 30 points. You got to oh. talk about it. Oh, God. I've told like, this story. Like, like that didn't happen. All right, I've told this story before. We're playing Michigan State in the NCAA yeah. tournament at Market Square Arena in Indianapolis. Um, and that was the year of Magic Johnson and Larry Bird when they met for the championship. Anyway, Magic was was terrific. I had one of those nights where the, the rim looked as big as the uh, as Lake Pontchartrain, and I couldn't miss. <laughs> it was one of those great games. Um, too, way too little, way too late, way too short. They win. They go on to win the championship. After, we're, after the game, we go to shake hands, and he goes, man – you're the best shooting white boy I've ever seen. 
And I went, well, golly, thank you. I appreciate that. So um, uh, anyway, they go on. And years and years and years later, I'm doing the Hornets games on television. And Byron Scott is the coach of the Pelicans. And, of course, Byron Scott was Magic Johnson's teammate with the Lakers. So we're staying at the um, the Ritz-Carlton Marina del Rey. I, thought, I love to throw that in there because we stay at great hotels. I didn't have to pay a dime. That's the only reason why we did. So, um, so we're staying at this resort hotel. It was fine. It was great. Uh, and Byron comes up to me and says, look, it's my wife's 50th, and, uh, 50th birthday, and I'm throwing a party for her upstairs. Please come. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm fl- great. I'd love to. Thank you. Um, so anyway, I walk in and there's Michael Strahan and he's dancing with um, Eddie Murphy's ex-wife. And it, she's gorgeous. I mean, stunning. And they're in the middle of dance floor. I'm like, holy, I had to get a fan and wave myself because it was so hot. I'm like, holy cow, that's crazy. Anyway, there's Magic and Cookie, his wife. And I'm going, yeah, with some friends. And I'm going, yeah, you know, uh, they said, go, go ahead, go say hello to him. And I say, okay. So I go to say hello. I said, Irvin, uh, excuse me, I don't mean to bother you. Um, but I just wanted to say hello. And he shook my hand. He says, hey, man, what's going on? I said, well, I, you don't remember, but we played against one another. He said, really? So who'd you play for? I said, back in your college days, I played at LSU. Jordy, number 20, you had 30 against us. You were the best <laughs> shooting white boy. Then I played Larry Bird, and I played against him in the end. So you're number two now. I said, well, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. So he was being awesome. very, very generous and very, very kind. Anyway, that, that was that. So that's, hey, look, my, that's my story Pistol about Magic Johnson. played on the Jones. Celtics in 79, so he played Pistol. So for you to be number two. Yeah, well, it says a lot. He was lying through his teeth. Anyway, anyway, I just had one good game. One good game. That's all. That's all. Um, uh, what else are we talking about? Baseball. Uh, let, let's talk baseball. Um, uh, uh, James, um, I have said it all along. If I had to pay money to go watch a baseball game, I would pay for two people. I would pay to go see Shohei Otani when he pitched and also when he hit was hitting, and I'd go see. Aaron Judge play for the Yankees because he's just larger than life to me. James Mesh, you got to go to some baseball games. You got to put out your hard-earned money. You can't go there on a press pass. You can't go freebie. <laughs> Who are you going to pay to go watch see, play? Ooh, and I and I don't want to. I don't want to pick your choices. I I pick the the Brewers guy. I I, I keep forgetting his name. Oh, uh, uh, the guy that had the steroids problem for a minute. No, no, no. He, he plays for the Brewers right now. He, it's. Uh, well, you can use mine. You can, you can take the same. Because, because I, I mean, who doesn't want to go see Shohei Otani? Like, how many people can yeah. bo- who can pitch twice a week and then yeah, have nobody and have he, great batting? Nobody average. like him. Nobody ever. Christian Yelich. Like he had a good year last Yelich. year. I know he's a little, okay. he's a little lower this year, but I still, I still like Christian Yelich as a player. Okay, I thought you were going to say I want to go see Justin Verlander pitch because he's so, he's great, he's great. I mean, that, um, I don't think I have seen JV pitch even to all the Astros games that I've gone. I, I don't think I've yeah. seen JV as the starting pitcher yet. Okay, there you go. You like Minute Maid Park, by the way? Oh, I love Minute Maid. We I okay. I went we went quite a few times. There was a there was a time I never know what it was called, but it was like a father son thing where a bunch of fathers and sons got on a bus and it was in the Lafayette ish area. You went early in the morning. You went to a like a Thursday game, and uh-huh. the first pitch was at like four o'clock. So you got you got nice. out of there at eight in the morning and you drove over there and 
we nice. did that for like four years in a row, and then we've gone to quite a few games since then. I Tradition. Think I, I love it. Yeah. I, I love that. I love going to Astros games. Is the orange juice really good at Minute Maid Park? I, as crazy as not, I have not tried the orange juice. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. All right, George McNell, who are you paying to see play? I mean, Otani is the, the obvious right. choice. Like, right. he's the right. obvious choice. But since I'm going to say something else, I'm going to stay in the same city. I'm going to go see Otani, and then I'm going to go over to the Dodger Stadium as well. Okay. And then I'm going to check out that squad with with, with Turner and, and all those guys. Like, I want to see the – the the rain not the reigning NL champions but the guys that's been causing havoc in the NL for the last couple of years so I got to go check out Dodger Stadium and watch the Dodgers play a game. I um I went to I don't know how we did it but we were playing the Lakers and we had an extra day off and baseball was still being played so we went out to Chavez Ravine it is it is in the middle of a dump I mean it's great but the stadium is beautiful beautiful but all around it it's a dump you fear for your life I'm telling you but the Dodger dog so you, is lives up to it the Dodger dog is the best So is it possible that the that they lived up, that they improved around the stadium since then, you know? Maybe. Uh, they may have. Uh, they may have. Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know. All right, stick it on that theme. Uh, James, any sport, any sport, who is the one player you want to see more than anybody else? Whatever. It could be football, tennis, soccer, golf. It doesn't matter. Who do you want to see live, up close, and personal? This is all time? Uh, or is this right now? Sure. All time. All time. I probably want to go see Jerry Rice. It was the first receiver that I had seen. And uh, I, and my favorite position is wide receiver. So to see the GOAT wide receiver okay. live and in person. And because and, I, I always love seeing like the NFL films where they kind of show him running up the yeah. mountain and him catching bricks as a kid. I mean, I always found that really inspiring. I saw him in college. Willie Totten was throwing the passes and, and Jerry Rice was catching the passes. And it was, it was, uh, and nobody could stop him. Nobody. It was just, and nobody could stop him in the NFL as well. All right. So we, that's interesting. Okay. Um, Mr. Rice. So what are you, what about you, George? Jordan, I think for me, my answer is obvious. You know, if I had a chance to go to old Chicago <laughs> stadium and watch Michael Jordan play, in the late eighties, early nineties, I do that. But uh, other than the obvious, I want to, I want to go, I want to walk a course, and I want to follow Tiger Woods. That's 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 what right. I want to see. I want to follow Tiger Woods. I want to see how he approaches each shot. I want to see, you know, kind of what he does, what he's like on the course. I want to follow Tiger uh, before it's too late. I'm with you. I want to follow Tiger, but I want to follow Tiger in the, you know, when he was unbeatable, when he was healthy oh, yeah. and all that. I, I want to see, I want to hear what the ball sounds like. I want to feel that electricity when he's pointing at the, at the ball as it's getting ready to go in the hole and he's chasing after it. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a funny, uh, uh, an interesting story related to golf. It's story time. It's a Friday. We got nothing going on and right. this will end this up. But I remember when um, they opened up the country club of Louisiana, 
Indiana here in Baton Rouge. And the architect and the designer was a guy by the name of Jack Nicholas. And as part of the opening ceremonies, Jack was there. He cut the ribbon and then he put on an exhibition and he hit a shot, a couple of shots with each club in his bag. And just to watch him and he's talking about this and doing this. And it's just wow. And he ended it by taking his driver and there was an oak tree. Oh, about 285 yards down oak tree. And he said, I think I'll end this by, let me see if I can hit that oak tree in its trunk. Swear to goodness, swear to goodness. He took that driver. He hit it dead straight, dead flush on the fly, bang, right in the middle of that trunk of that oak tree. And I just shook my head and went, God, these guys are so great. It is beyond belief. That's a true story. Oh, I wish. That yeah. is a true story. That's awesome. And the nicest guy in the world, and as humble as can be, but that, that stick in his hand uh, was like the uh, like the greatest drummer in the uh, in the world. It just it just fit him, and it was just it was just perfect. It was perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, there's story time for you. Um, thanks, George. Have a great weekend. Welcome back home. Appreciate you, brother. You have All a great right, weekend brother, as take well. Care. James Mesh, right, thank now. you. Jerry Rice, thank you, James Mesh. All right, we'll come back. A uh, little birthday wish, and we'll wrap up the work week. Uh, this is the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We're your home for the LSU Tigers, the Houston Astros. We're your home next week for uh, the SEC Media Days, and we're home for, for stories, just stories. All right, we'll be back. Well, it was a fun day. It really was. Special thanks to all my guests, Mike Scarborough, talking LSU recruiting, Larry Holder, telling stories, Rafe Rattler on the Pels in the NBA, George Faust, all things uh, in Acadiana, George Becknell, James Mesh, just telling stories. Um, just one of those days. Uh, speaking of days, if today, July 15th, is your birthday, well, happy birthday from all of us to all of you. You share yours with a guy that just signed a two-year deal worth a hundred and it's worth 60 something million 62 million a year 62 million a year dollar dollar dame lillard is 32 years old today and he's very 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 wealthy um thanks to all of you for listening in thanks to our partners that make it possible each and every day i wish all of you a great rest of your friday and even better weekend tune in monday is the game we'll be at sec media days in atlanta we'll have reports and all that kind of stuff so until then i'm jordy Heltberg. as always stay thirsty my friends do everything you can to stay healthy all right let's be kind to one another and by all means be happy until monday so long everybody have a great one